Owning a home in Naperville is about living a great life today and investing in a secure tomorrow. On this show, we're going to give you the tools to do both. Welcome to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Hey, Naperville. I'm Chris Grana with Keller Williams Realty. My co-host, Mr. Todd Gosden with Compass Mortgage. We are here to give you the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Todd, how are you doing this week? I am doing good. I, uh, this, the snowfall dampened my, my feelings a little bit yesterday, but I'm fairly confident it's going to be gone any second. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm back to the 60s is what we need. I'm ready oh, to be yeah. sitting out on the patio again and maybe a drink in hand. So absolutely. Man, excited. That's awesome. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, I always let folks know that the purpose of this podcast is to make sure that you know you know what's going on in the Naperville real estate market so we can help you in buying or selling and also protect that investment of yours as a homeowner. So this week, we're going to talk about what's happening with the numbers in Naperville real estate. And Todd, we've been tracking this all year and the activity has really blossomed since we entered the month of March. So this past week in Naperville, we had 117 new listings come to market. That is up 22% over last week. So last week we had 96, now up to 117. So people are finally starting to get comfortable with putting their home on the market. That's great news. What's also a big increase is the number of homes that went under contract this week. So we went from 94 homes under contract last week to 115 this week. <laughs> so it's uh, the buyers, the buyers were ready. So the sellers yes. put them on the market and the buyers were right there to gobble them up. Uh, another 22% increase there. Uh, yes. And then, and I know, right. And then 58 homes um, closed this week. So it's crazy. I mean, I'm out there with buyers every day and obviously representing sellers as well. And it's just, you know, we all feel what's going on and, um, we're just hoping that things will will normalize a little bit as we get here into the spring. Right. Um, let me jump into inventory since we're talking about that as well. So we always talk about the MSI, the month's supply of inventory, which tells us whether it favors sellers or favors buyers. Well, right now, under $500,000 in Naperville, still favoring sellers pretty heavily. We're at 2.35 down from 2.88. So still a strong seller's market and the days on market, which means the num the length of time it takes to sell a home, went down this week as well from 52 days to 48 days in that price range. The next price range up 500 to 750. We are down again in MSI 2.87 down from 2.96 and days on market down from 57 down to 45 days. So like I said, the, the sellers are putting more inventory on the market, but the buyers are responding just as quickly. Mm -hmm. And then when we uh, look in that next range up, 750 to 1 million, we are at 4.53, pretty steady from last week. Uh, days on market didn't change much either. And the same story above 1 million. So really, if you look at it, it's a tale of two markets. Anything under 750 right now is flying. Anything above 750 is taking a little bit longer. Yeah, sure. So Todd, talk to me. What what have you seen happening this week? Anything, any movement in rates, any movement in uh, applications you're noticing? Well, I think uh, a, few, a few things is is we're starting to see some stability in the interest rates finally after some, some wobbly days, as they would say. I think that uh, we've seen a, a, 
since January a 4.3% interest increase in uh, um, purchases, and we're up over 19%, I think 19.8% since a year ago today. So the market is still very active, very early with buyers. Um, everybody's out there trying to find a property and, and trying to assure that uh, they're doing all they can to put themselves in favor for possibly getting selected to purchase just because there's so many people buying and so little inventory right now, right? So I think, you know, we're, we're in maybe an area where things are smoothing out a little bit, but lots of things to come. So uh, lots of numbers coming out here over the next few weeks. We'll be on this call. So uh, we'll be sure to share it with everybody. I, uh, it's funny you say, you know, <laughs> to try to try to win that deal. I've seen some funny things out there on social media, you know, like write, writing in, uh, you know, your, your firstborn child or maybe your left arm or your left leg into the, into the deal <laughs> because it's just, it's, uh, it's really tough for buyers and, and we've got to be creative and we've got to be super diligent, um, you know, so you just got to stay in tune. You need a strong advocate uh, on your corner in both the agent category and on the loan officer side. And that's actually what I wanted to talk about today. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about some of the things that um, you and I can do to give clients a leg up and meaning you and I, but also people in our field. Sure. And so I think a big question that I get from my buyers a lot is, well, you know, what should I be looking for in a loan officer? There's there's a lot of options out there, right? There's there's community banks, there's big banks, there's brokers, there's online um, companies. You know, tell me what you think uh, is important that folks should be looking for when they're going to get a loan. Well, I what I would say to anyone who is looking for someone, um, you're looking for a relationship number one because um, there's nothing to be sold in the world of lending. They may say, hey, we're, we're selling interest rates. No, you're not. I mean, technically, you can go anywhere to get an interest rate, right? And technically, if you're in here in the Chicagoland area, is that the costs are virtually going to be the same everywhere, meaning whether it's title or appraisal or bank fees. So shop for relationship number one. Find the person you're most comfortable having a conversation with. And a couple of things that I think are in, important. Number one is consistency. Consistency of staying in touch with you, consistency of assuring and helping you through a process, empowering you to make decisions, because all I can do is I can help you get information and empower you to make the decision that's going to be right for you or you and your family, right? And so um, helping people understand that is really a key consistency that we have to thrive on, because the relationship is the most important thing to both of us, right, is that... Um, if we're consistent with the relationship, we're also consistent with the process, right? And the process is so many people get so entrapped into what they read on the internet, the what it's like, uh, that's maybe not so. It's kind of like saying if you look at every bank, everybody has a one-star rating. Well, it's because most are only posting the bad, not the good, right? And so if you find consistency in a relationship builder and a lender, I think that's key component, number one. And number two is, is availability to be able to have those conversations, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, and on weekends, right? It's, as you and I always say, and many others say, real estate never sleeps. There's always right. someone in need of something, and you got to be available and consistent with that to be able to answer questions so people, again, can be empowered to make those decisions that are right for them and their family. So I don't think it's super hard, but I think it, it when it comes to the consistency, when it comes to the relationship, and obviously the knowledge, right, is you can go to any bank. 
if you're working with a mortgage banker, let's say, they work can work with anywhere from 20, 25, 30, 60 banks. Whereas if you walk in a retailer, which is not a problem either, but you're dealing with one bank, you don't have that choice of seeing what everybody has to offer. And then the knowledge behind that is just making sure that the person you decide to have a relationship clearly understands not only the process, but also all the things that go into creating an environment for you to be successful, maybe the right program. Some people come in and go, listen, I don't have much to put down. How can we figure that out? So there's where the knowledge is. So knowledge is what you were. Wisdom is what you share. You need the knowledge to create the wisdom to be able to share with others, to put them in a position that is going to be doing what's right for them. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, the input I always try to give to my buyers when, you know, when they ask for a recommendation or even if they come to me and they say, well, I've already got somebody that I'm working with. The biggest thing I say is, listen, is you hit on those two things. Number one, the relationship, and, and then, and, and like you said, the, the consistency. And and I would add, you you meant this, but I would add the communication. You said availability. That's another way of saying communication. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and so the biggest thing that I say is, hey, when it's you know Friday night and we're writing an offer, um, you know, I need to be able to know that I can get a hold of somebody either tonight or in the morning, or that we've already had. The conversations to set us up for the right, you know, to get that pre-approval letter or whatever we need, or if we need a tweak, or if we need to call somebody and have them do something in a moment's notice, it's I need to know that. And so I've had those situations, and I won't name any names, but I clients have come to me and said, "Well, we're using that big online mortgage company, you know, because uh, we shopped and boy, they gave us a, you know." whatever, our APR was uh, 0. 0.0001 better <laughs> or whatever. And, but the problem is there's no relationship. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of care. And so I encourage people, same thing when we're, when I'm talking about any partners in the real estate transaction, whether that's an attorney, you know, and of course, obviously a real estate agent as well. You want somebody who is going to engage with you on a relational level, and who's going to communicate frequently. So just want to encourage people to, you know, and the only way to find that out is to talk to people who deal with these people on a daily basis. Sure, so, sure. So talk, you know, whether that's somebody that you know that's used uh, a mortgage lender before, I, I would hope that folks would listen to their, their real estate agent as well for a good recommendation. Um, so I encourage people to do that rather than, you know, focusing solely on other pieces of, of the issue. Right. And I think one other thing to really understand is, is that those who are relationship driven, both in your world of real estate and my world of finance, is the relationship does not end at the closing. The relationship is infinite if you choose it to be. And the reason it would be infinite is if there was a consistency of you and I staying in touch with them and assisting them and being there available to them when they have tax questions, insurance questions, or, hey, what do I do in this circumstance? is so many people get into this mindset of, hey, closing has occurred, have a good life. Well, no. I mean, the greatest compliment that I can give is, is that when you have someone who's worked with you 20 or 25 years ago and they're now sending your grandkids to you, that is the ultimate relationship, right? And so I think that it's important that consistency leads well beyond that closing date. And that extended relationship that's begun during the process and continued on and on for future, you know, transactions or like you talked about advice or whatever it may be, that's, I mean, the, the reason that's so important is because that's how we trust, right? right. The, re the reason I can trust my best friend 
is because we've had a long-term relationship. He or she has demonstrated to me over and over and over again that they actually care about me. So if I ask them to do me a favor, if I say, hey, I need you to go pick up my, my kid from soccer practice, I don't have to worry if they're actually going to do it because I, I trust them. They will do it. They've demonstrated that. And so that's what we want in any kind of a business relationship as well. I need to know that five years from now, if I ask you to do something for me, you're going to do it and you're going to do it with, with every best intention of mine in mind. So I, I appreciate you talking to that. Uh, I hope folks hear that message out there. And if you have any questions about what that looks like, you can certainly get in touch with me and Todd. All right, Todd, I appreciate your time as always. I know That's the folks amazing. listening do. And uh, if you guys don't know, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube, youtube.com slash Chris Grano. Todd, I hope you have a wonderful week. A little birdie told me you're going uh, <laughs> to enjoy may, maybe a day off or something like that. I'm going to try. Often. <laughs> so, uh, so enjoy that. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great day. Bye.